Hey, 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 it's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm back once again, one more again, to put it down like I always do with and on Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. And I have a very, very special guest for you. And no, it's not my intellectual correspondent. She's out this week, but it's all good. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it pushing like we do, because that's what we do right here on Out the Box. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you my very special guest for today's podcast. He goes by the name of Styled in Velvet, Velvet Shoemaker, Velvet the Photographer. Oh my goodness, he has many hats, just like me and several other people do. But hey, let's go ahead and bring Styled in Velvet into the studio and let him introduce to you himself and let you know who he is. Vels, welcome to Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. Hey, Oatmeal Brown. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Hey, I'm glad that you're here. I can't wait to hear about Styled and Velvet and all of the Vels and Velvet <laughs> that you are. And I know the audience wants to know as well. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, I moved to Texas in 99. So I'm originally a native Louisiana. And okay. I graduated and went to high school out here as well as college. Um, graduated from Texas A&M Commerce um, after starting at SFA. Um, decided I didn't like it being in the sticks. I wanted to be back in the city. So, um, from there... Um, I went into the financial industry and began styling um, clients uh, that began as co-workers. So every day that I would walk into work, um, they would tell me, oh, you should model or you are casket sharp. And, you know, I would say thank you, appreciate the compliment and didn't think anything of it until they started pushing me more to do um, to go shopping with them or to um, pay me to actually style them for events. And so it started with my boss, then it went to one of her friends, and it had like a trickle-down domino effect. And so in 2017, I kind of um, really branched out and really, um, I won't say went full steam with it, but I kind of took a leap of faith and it paid off. And so styling eventually turned into a social media following. And then that following um, led to some modeling opportunities that I used to segue. Um, The original plan was to uh, style the models or actually get the exposure to being able to pull from racks versus having to source items individually at boutiques. And then um, it it turned into me um, doing photography for these models. And then personal clientele. So style development photography, shameless plug, all platforms. Um, and I've been doing photography for about four years now. And I'm just having my fun. I like the Dallas area. I do plan to travel. Um, but so far, I've just been working, traveling, and you know, investing in businesses and 
seen where like what the DFW you know has in store on the business front and the nightlife. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, what part of Louisiana are you from? So, most people haven't heard of a town called Lake Providence, but it's mm-hmm. about an hour and forty-five minutes outside of Monroe. So, I was actually okay. born in Monroe. Okay, so northern Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, that's where my people are from, northern Louisiana. That's where my daddy was born and raised. Okay. Okay, we ain't even (laughs) talking about that. We got to talk. We might be cousins, girl. We just might. Just might. So, yeah, that's how I truly ended up at Grandland State University because my father was from, um, you know, northern Louisiana. And so he said, uh, you know, when I decided to go to school, he was like, well, I just knew I me. I just knew I was going to Clark or Morris Brown because, you know, back when I was growing up in the 90s, that's where everybody was going. Everybody was going to the ATL back then. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was where that was the place to go. And he said, Well, I don't know who's taking you down there. I don't know who paying for that. So yeah. That's how I ended up at Gramlin. But I did a lot of traveling as a child, as a kid, going back and forth, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to Louisiana, northern Louisiana, through Texas, Duke, through, you know, D Town, because my mom is a Texas born and raised, bred, you know, thoroughbred, Amazon <laughs> thick chick. Yeah. She, she, she definitely all, you know, it's so, I, I, when I look at Meg the Stallion and I look at Beyonce and I think about my mom, I'm like, boy, them Texas girls, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they got thick. Big right, fine. Right. And, <laughs> Big and it's fine. not that, it's thick and they're a little tall, like it's just, it's just a trip, <laughs> but it's really true. It's really true. It dates back. But um, yes, Dales. So I just wanted to ask, how did Cali come about? Well, my parents uh, met in Los Angeles. They both left the South, not together, you know, separately. My mom left and went and found a job. Her and her cousin moved to to L.A. And... um, my father was in the military and I guess he landed there and they met. (laughs) They met. Yeah, it's a trip, right? um, One of my aunts, my dad's sister, was cool with my mom. They worked together. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, what's up? You know, what's up with your friend? Introduce me. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, know, a lot of... um, African-Americans, black, melanated people migrated from the South between like the 30s and the 60s. And they would move into Compton and, you know, different places in, you know, South Central Los Angeles and, you know, starting a new life. Um, Racial tension was still there. It just wasn't as strong as it was in the South. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people were that could, you know, they was getting out, getting out of the South as, you know, as ways so, that they saw fit or, you know, coming so to move with. Oh. Yeah. So um, that's how my parents ended up there and ended up meeting. And hey, okay. that's how I came about being born and raised in California. Okay. 
Yes, indeed, for sure. So it's a, it's always a 360 degree of separation. Because <laughs> they be like, how you end up in Texas? You know? Hey, that's where my mom was from. Okay. You know, so I got family here too. I'm not alone. <laughs> I am not alone. So... Yeah, let's roll into some current events. I like to, you know, talk about what's going on in the world right now, touch on that, and then we'll go into the topic. The topic is always related to what's happening now, you know, whether it's something that's political, whether it's something that's spiritual, whether it's something that's fun, entertainment, you know, fashion, whatever, uh, entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors. We like to drop gems. We like to talk about things outside of the normal scope, you know, are things that people may not have ever thought about, you know, given different perspectives. And um, it, it may be our own or it may be, you know, from, from uh, leading other people um, being the voice of others that are just like us, you know, because we both, um, you know, and most of the people that I have on here, you know, you, we are individuals, but we sometimes we are representation of so many others, you know? Mm-hmm. So this platform is, is definitely here to give a voice, you know, the power of media. We're not here to persuade. We're just here to get out, you know, the information that may never or it's not enough of. So we're just being a part of that change. That's what Out the Box is all about. And so we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about people. We're going to talk about it. You know what I mean? This is not, we don't gossip here. You know what I'm saying? We just talk. We we talk it out, you know, for understanding and just to shed light on things. And we definitely provide solutions. Always solution-based. Like, what are we here for if we're not providing solutions, right? Right. Are being the change or examples that we wish to see in the world. So, whoo, the current events. It's always something jumping off, right? <laughs> always something. Let's talk and, about uh, it. <laughs> let's talk about it. So, our boy Kanye is in the news right now. Um, you know, people don't want to talk about it because it's like it's always something, right? Whether it's something good or whether it's something that can be deemed negative. So there was a, uh, the fashion week in Paris, I believe, occurred and recently and um, him and uh, Karen Owens mm-hmm. <laughs> call her Karen Owens um, Karen. <laughs> right, had on t-shirts that said White Lives Matter. And we know Kanye knows that that's triggering beyond a shadow of a doubt is triggering and you know reality yes white lives do matter brown lives matter asian lives matter black melanated lives matters indian lives matter asian everybody's lives really mm-hmm. matters all humanity all of humanity lives truly matter um so to have on the shirt that said white lives matter which is a a roll off, a spin off of Black Lives Matter. It's triggering because we everyone knows that yes, white life does matter. But stemming from our 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 deep roots in the deep roots in white supremacy, 
and racism and, you know, those things that um, stem from having to say that your black lives matter, uh, white lives matter can be a total contradiction for someone that is melanated and African-American wearing that and promoting it because it's really not promoting unity. You know, it's like, it's triggering. And we know that Kanye thinks in a different way, how he may say things or may think things don't always come out in a, a way that we're immediately understand understanding of it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. With Kanye, I don't were you I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I feel strongly about Kanye. I've mm-hmm. watched his evolution since he came on the scene, um, writing for John Legend, um, eventually uh signing to Jay-Z and releasing through the wire slow jams. And so I got to see him when Donda was alive and then post, you know, currently what he is today. Mm-hmm. And there are two, I would like to say, two completely different people than the Kanye that we got Jesus Walks from to the Kanye we have today. Mm-hmm. And what was so triggering about his statement, and I, I don't want to, you know, seem crass, but it was coonery. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're just taking attention from your skin, skin folk and skin people who've been marginalized, who've been minimized, and even with law showing that they matter less. And white supremacy is a real thing, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, or it at least was a real thing. And we still know the power dynamics, even in America. We won't mm-hmm. even restrict it to corporate America, but they are in power. And for you as a black man to attract attention away from a cause that is so essential, is so needed, so past due, um, there. I think it was reckless. I think it was a blatant and gross misuse of your platform um, as an artist, as a father, as a black man, most importantly. So for you to endorse a White Lives Matter um, campaign, for me, it feels like you're just trying to grab headlines, um, controversy sales, and it almost feels like he's a sellout. And Mm -hmm. You know, he's reached a billionaire status. You know, you um, you have interracial, you know, uh, family now. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder if it's your desire to now be the white life that matters. And as a black man, um, we I can tell you my experience, but that's a different topic for a different day. I'm sure he's experienced some of the same things in terms of glass ceilings. You know, he was the same person crying out at the fashion shows about um, not having his line endorsed by the big wigs in fashion, the Louis Vuittons or the Virgil Abloh's, you know, that he's been trashing prior, you know, to him dying. And then even after he died, I'm pretty sure you saw the headline about 
him getting cleared by one of uh, Virgil's associates saying that, you know, you never gave a fuck about Virgil um, and the coonery that's ensuing with these White Lives Matter shirts. So, Mm -hmm. um, Kanye should not, should stick to music. I'll just say that Mm -hmm. he's an amazing producer. Um, I thought he was a joke when he was a political advocate during the Trump campaign Mm -hmm. because I feel like there are better uses of his platform and influence. And it's really misleading to the youth that follow him or, you know, um, look to him for guidance or even who they should vote for. You know, it's like Look at his mental state and mental health yeah. is a real thing. And I don't think we can really take a lot of weight into what Kanye says, but his actions are actually damaging to the cause. Yeah, you know, it's it's um mental health um is is a real thing. It is. It's a real thing, and I think people don't understand. I mean, no, we can't blame everything on mental illness, but the power of the mind is what drives everything else. You know, right. we, we've got to be real. we got to be real. Right. we got to be honest. Your mind, you know, what you're filling your spirit with, you know, what things you want to push in the world and, and, and in the atmosphere. And, right. um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go over the, the visuals and, and what I've seen from Kanye, you know, um, but definitely, I could just give a brief synopsis, and this is just me, an observation. I'm not a specialist. I don't know if I'm if I'm right, if I'm wrong. This is just something I seen, and and um, you know, like you said, when his mother was alive, of course he was was different, and I I mean I can I can contest to that because my mom passed away, and I know you know that broke my heart. You know, it shattered it into pieces. And so I know that his heart was shattered and mm-hmm. I know he even blamed himself and his, his fame, you mm-hmm. know, for uh, her um, even, you know, getting, you yeah, know, procedure. the procedure. And so um, I could see that, and I'm using a blanket statement, Kanye is a church boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, well, what does that mean? That means that I could tell he was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. I could tell that his he was raised with some good guidance, you know, spiritual guidance. And, and some good spiritual guidance mm-hmm. because he held on to Jesus' walks for like how many years before it was released, you know, and this how yeah. they treated him. I watched the documentary how he was treated and not being treated seriously when he was with uh, Rockefeller, you mm-hmm. know, under Jay-Z and them, because he was just pro- uh, producing. Produce. And they didn't take him seriously as a rapper. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I know he's probably one of those people that's driven, like, I'm pushing myself, I'm pushing myself, you know, and, and he knows he has a big ego, but we all know what ego does. We all know mm-hmm. what ego has done to several um, people that have become famous and um, of, of celeb status, status in that industry. And so what I see, I, I don't see anything different from Kanye. I see that that status sometimes can hurt people mm-hmm. because they, um, of course they're going to change, especially if you stay in it. I mean, or if you don't, you're going to grow and you're going to evolve 
but you can also get caught up and you know get caught up in the life get caught up with the power get caught up with the influence right and improving yourself or feeling like okay I can do this yeah there's certain things you can do Mm -hmm. you know and it's just you can broaden your horizons, but also stay in your lane. I don't know how to really break that down, but that's what I'm saying here. And yes, you know, it's okay to want to be a fashion designer and it's okay to, um, if you wanted to get in politics, but if you're going to get in politics, get in politics, right. You know what I'm saying? Like set yourself up and, and start doing things to get in that, that realm. And when you're in that realm, you kind of got to, you're going to be a transitioning out of the old stuff that you used to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And evolving into, you know, somebody that that's going to be in politics because politics is a serious matter. It's Mm -hmm. a serious thing. You know, when you're, you're, you're stepping up to the plate to represent people for real. That's what politics is about. You're representing people for real. When you get into politics, it's not just about you. Yeah. And so, uh, just to wrap it up, um, I'm going to have to agree. Although I feel that he's very smart. He is, he does have genius-like ways. You know what I'm saying? He's a very smart individual. But then I think he be flashing. And then he, he loses himself. You know? <laughs> um, and some of his antics and things that he does. And um, I just want to throw this out here, though. But that Sunday service choir... Mm. Also, <laughs> show you know that he was and is a church boy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so when you when you come from that, and then you see him in that light, just looking at him when you seen him on that piano and directing that choir. I mean, if you went to church and you grew up in church, yeah. you can see you see it. You know, and that was his. He got out of debt. He became a, a the billionaire oh, off billion. of that mm-hmm. album. So it's like you love God, right? You do. There's something in you. It's something in you when you're tapped in. When you tapped in, you off the chain. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But then it's like when you're not tapped in, you off the chain too. But on you off the rocker. You know what I'm saying? Like you, when you're not you know. tapped in, you off the rocker. But when you tapped in, you off the chain. And you're excelling, so it's like, does he see that? You know, does he look at what he does and be like, hey, when I'm tapped into the Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm on a whole nother he, he spiritual realm. He, he don't could. see it. Like Kanye's a visionary. Like mm-hmm. I'll give him that. You could never take away or discredit that he's a visionary. Um, I think his, him being a choir director in his youth is what contribute to the Jesus Walks or the Sunday um, Gospel Choir. Right. I and always production. The production was amazing. Right. Like, everything that he touches, even the fashion line, I don't necessarily like all the Yeezys, but, like, his fat, his eye for fashion is definitely there. Um, like, Kanye, he does have a stroke of genius, like you says, but I think he is, like, to a very big extent, because of the life he's afforded, he's detached from normal, everyday reality. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't realize the impact 
or the power that he possesses, like that's why he shouldn't be in politics because I, I, he's too detached. Right. And the spiritual um, attachment when he's in that realm, when he's in that vibe, um, you can feel it, you can see it, it's reflected in his music. It makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And when he's, you know, having an episode, I'll say, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, you kind of see the cries for help or the mental instability. And the reason why I say that, and it's not because we've all we all deal with mental um health issues mm-hmm. or you know problems and, and strife at times but how he conveys it how he expresses it is like it's dangerous because yeah. you're you want to be the change you want to see and Kanye is not necessarily thinking about the masses when he's you know making public statements or giving these rants or going on these rants I should say you know into how is this affecting the minds of the listeners or the people Mm -hmm. that actually engage and look to you for I won't say advice or being a role model but they they model certain things and behaviors and looks after the people that they hold to such a high regard and esteem and I think Kanye just really needs to focus more on that. Like mm-hmm. he does, because he's he's a brilliant man. But politics, until you, you know, um, come back down to from Mars. Well, like yeah, it's just the, it's the ego. You it's know an what I'm He thinks it's, he's it's a god. A, <laughs> you know, like, he said it's it. A, it's an ego, like. I may good be good at something. You may be good at something. But mm-hmm. that don't mean, you know, we're going to be so egotistical about it. But guess, guess what? What God gives to you, he can take it away. All right? Yes. right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you can ruin it yourself. You know what I'm saying? By, by using your power and your platform in the wrong way. Right. And so, you know, it's, he's basically... He, he is he does contradicting things yes. you know and so we can't do things for shock value like you've done that like mm-hmm. give it up throw that card in you know what I'm saying like leave, leave that alone stop doing that like you don't even need to do that why yeah. are you attention seeking when you 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 made a billion dollars? You've done everything the average person can can't do. Right. So rest on that and <laughs> <laughs> give us another gospel album. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Trade in your life, but this time stay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. You know, produce some kids, help them make some beats. You know what I mean? Like yeah. get your own line. Don't hook up with nobody else. You got enough money. You know, get some people to make the clothes that you want made and the shoes you want made. Focus on, on ending world hunger in, in America. <laughs> right. I mean, you can do that, you know, by creating your own clothing line that's not connected to Gap, that's not connected right. to Adidas. You don't need them no more. You don't you need don't. those people. You don't and need them. And it, so, it, you keep I, bumping heads, then guess what? It's time to... to to roll on your own and you can make stuff that's exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People gonna pay for it if they follow you, they like you, they hey, and you don't even have to do that. Shaquille O'Neal, man, I know we ain't talking about him, but just real quickly, he made some shoes and put them in Walmart. Baby what? Let me tell you. 
Them I'm people sorry. ate them shoes up. Okay. That's what I'm like. I love when people I not that I don't care, you know, I don't like when people do it big where everybody can see it and it's connected to a big name brand. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? His shoes is connected to a big name brand too. Walmart. All right. <laughs> and there's more people that got less money than they got more money. And guess what? He's still racking in the money. Yes, yes. That's how you gotta do it. I tell you, everybody wanna be seen. Oh no, let me just make this money on the low. Y'all ain't even paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But anyway. It's you know, it's not if we can't sit up here and say what someone else can do, we could just you know observe and just want better for our, our brothers and sisters. You know, when we see these certain things that happen in the media, you know, with them and, and the certain choices that they right. make, that you know, we don't want it to impact the community, but we know it is yeah. in a certain way. It's going, it's going to affect because it's, it's some stupid people out there that's going to look at the White Lives Matter shirts in the wrong way. So right. it's just certain things you should just you just to stay away from and not do. You know, it goes back to that saying, um, with, with great power comes great responsibility. And yes. I don't think he's really just understanding the assignment in this capacity. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. And anytime you like us, we have a responsibility too. We mm-hmm. may not have, may not be known by millions and millions of people, but you still have a responsibility to those that follow you. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? People, there's always everybody got somebody that looks up to them. Mm-hmm. That's listening. That's watching. We know because they come and they tell us. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh shoot, I ain't even know you was paying attention like that. Right. You know what I mean? But people do. Yes. So yeah, it's not that you should be walking on eggshells or living for anybody else, not at all. But you, when you, there's a responsibility there, you know, and and just you, be, we have to be cognizant of some of the things that we do, and um, you know, so we just gonna lift Kanye up in prayer, yes, and um, we not gonna pay attention to none of that are antics right i'm not po- i'm not posting no articles i'm not writing anything in a blog we talked about it here and that's it you know but that sunday service y'all check out that sunday service choir album mm. jesus is uh king <laughs> it's a bop it's, it's a, bop. a definite bop no jesus is born <laughs> my bad jesus is born sunday service choir album off the chain Amazing. They have so, that ultra light beam. Uh, ooh, ultra light beam. Speaking of Kanye, <laughs> <laughs> the gospel take. Okay, this is a God's dream. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he, God ain't told him to put that white lights t shirt on. Nah. God ain't told him that. Before we move on from Kanye, I just have to ask you two questions. Does Kanye still have his black card in your opinion? Um, I don't think that your black card can never be taken away. I just think that you get to go on restriction for a while. <laughs> like, and... seriously, you need to go, he needs to go in solitude with, you know, his skin folk, you know? And, and, and I mean, we all, we, we, we keep saying this over and over again because we do understand as a people, you know, like, yeah, seeking some guidance and then 
being around somebody that really loved and cares for him and him receiving it and listening. Cause I'm sure there's so many people that try to help that brother. You know, I've seen it, you know, Kirk Franklin. I mean, you know, he's yeah, loved, he's loved, you. but you can be loved, but you have to want to receive it, okay. you know? And my second question is, do you think his ignorance to his behaviors is due to the fact that he was married to Kim Kardashian and now has children with her, so he can't necessarily identify with the everyday black struggle? Oh, no, no. I think this it was before her. Okay, you know, so you um, don't think it's for money? You think it's just genuinely who he is? It's not for to tell controversy and you know, I think I think those parts of him came about um with his you know being a celebrity mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um because you know what you're exposed to you're exposed to way more different types of people on a different level in a different lane of 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 work and mm-hmm. industry and um you know it's it's kind of like you know you know the rock star life. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a little bit, but not a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? We may we may live a rock star life, right, to a certain degree, but it's not the way that they live it. Right, right. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And certain yeah. things can, can be compatible or whatever or, you know, may be relatable, but not everything. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and that fame, that fame, I think fame does a lot to people mentally. I mean, it could be good and it can also be bad. You know? So definitely, I I think the feel the fame with the ego, the power, and the money. And the loss, too. Correct. Yes. Yes. Right. And when you you lose someone that you you love unconditionally and loves you unconditionally, Mm -hmm. that was your your go-to. Your best friend, your go-to, your cheerleader. You know, all yes. of that. You kind of, you kind of spiral. Yeah, I empathize with him like more than I. You know, you, you kind of get frustrated by the antics, but then on some level, you feel like it's a cry for help. He's just in the wrong position, you know, to be in in that position. If you get what I'm saying, you know. In but a, it's it's ego. It's ego. You got to think about it. With, and celebrity, that, that, you know. That I think ego can be a fool, you know. Mm-hmm. Because his ego is telling him, you can do this. Forget what they say. Right. You're not thinking about nobody else. You're just thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about the effect it can have on his kids, his family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's selfish and egotistical. That's why I said that ego can be a beast. Mm-hmm. And when you have those other things behind you, it only makes it bigger. Right, it, it yeah. makes your ego out of control, <laughs> and so um, you know we're gonna pray for him. I think he's gonna be all right. We're gonna claim it that he, you know, gonna get better and and just you know get out the antics. You know, definitely, definitely. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, we've seen what can happen <laughs> to people that don't, you know. 
Right. Don't ever get any help from the stuff that happens. So we'll move right along, you know, off of uh, Kanye and into uh, I hear you over there. Make me a cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Southern Comfort. Okay. Get you some comfort going on. But um, yeah, so we making cocktails today. Today. The next current event before we roll into the topic of discussion is something I always have to hit on because, you know, I can highlight on it. I'm very familiar with it. So there were some young ladies, a young lady uh, from USC, the college in California, USC, who created a dance group because she wanted to create a space for the melanated uh, young ladies that dance. So they created it. She created a dance group and called them Majorettes. So there was a lot of hoopla, a lot of things going on on the internet um, about, you know, because it's a PWI, predominantly white institution, and them creating a, uh, a Majorette dance troupe. Which are which was formed and originated at HBCUs. So there was some back and forth, a lot of hoopla going on. The young ladies were on. Uh, Jennifer Hudson has a talk show. She had them on, or what have you. And they touched on it a little bit, you know, because it's good to definitely. I applaud them for, you know, creating a dance team that they didn't have. Right. Right. Um, I just look at it as they should have called it a drill team. All right. Versus um, majorettes. Because they do know that majorettes is something that was established and founded, you know, uh, on the campus of HBCUs for sure. But knowing what goes along with it, I don't think they understand that because it's bigger than just the majorettes. It includes the band. It includes the drum majors. You know what I'm saying? It includes the um, that whole dynamic. So if you ever been to an HBCU or have you ever been to a game, you'll see how that all mixed together. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a dynamic of how it's put together. Versus a drill team is what you'll see at... A, a white school, you know, even if it's high school, you'll see, you know, if, if they create a space, if they're not cheerleaders, they're the drill team, you know, they're dancers, and it's usually, you know, the black and brown faces that are <laughs> on the drill team. So that's why I said, you know, maybe if they would have called themselves a drill team, it wouldn't have got such a backlash. Um, and understanding the root and the foundational principles of the HBCU, I I think that's where they're not um, understanding why there's such an uproar with her calling and creating, saying she's creating something new on the PWI campus and referencing as them being majorettes. So what do you have to say about that? So, before I give an opinion, I have to ask a couple of questions to make sure I understand the full picture. Okay. So, is first, is the uproar by 
predominantly white or is it by skin folk? Your cousin and them. Us. Oh, okay. Us <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm a little biased because my second question before I give my opinion okay. um, already is was the style of dance actually major red? Did they book? Did they do death drops? Did, did it give Majorette the same thing that you see at the Howard or the um, Prairie View or the Gremlin? Like, did did the style of dance resonate with what we're used to seeing in the HBCUs? So if you can say yes to that, <laughs> <laughs> then I don't see the uproar. But if it was not true to Majorette, absolutely, I can find some validity in having a problem with it. And I can tell you why I can find the the half full, you know, scenario as well, you know, the perspective. So, question number two. So, do, what do you think? Like, what, what's your thing? Um, it, to me, mm-hmm. and I'm not being biased, um, because, of, again, I, 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 I know what a drill team looks like. Mm-hmm. And I know what majorettes look like, okay. and they were very much giving drill team to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to me, they was very much giving drill team. Okay. Not that they weren't good; mm-hmm. they were good, but they weren't giving majorette. And if you don't know the difference, right, you would you'd be like, "Well, why are they tripping?" And mm-hmm. that's only causing division. And mm-hmm. these girls just made us; they wanted to make a space for themselves. Yeah. And I understand that. I applaud them for making a space for themselves. But understanding the whole dynamic of the majorette mm-hmm. is where they don't know, and they they I can't say that they know because why would they even try it? at a PWI where the band isn't mm. giving it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The so. drum major isn't giving it. It's not giving. It's not giving. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can see the uproar then. Like, mm-hmm. you know, quite naturally, like when any person of color starts a business, we applaud them. We want to see them do well. Like it's another notch on the books for us. Um, but if you are going to expand a franchise, you always have to carry the torch in the same manner as the parent. So if you're going to be a subsidiary, you still got to follow the standard. And the standard here would have been to be true to Majorette and everything that that encompasses. The bucket, you don't come out here and you know your band isn't soulful and you didn't have enough rehearsals to make them soulful or choose the soulful song selections that's gonna resonate, you know, with the style of dance and your audience who like if you're gonna say I'm gonna start a KFC over in Asia, you don't wanna start cooking like Lisa's chicken when you get to Asia. You mm-hmm. wanna keep it like what everyone knows it to be. The KF Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, won't Lisa's. And so I think, you know, the uproar is because they gave Lisa entitled it KFC, you know, and with this particular majorette thing, you know, I think it's, you know, being seen as disrespect to the people that have, you know, lived majorette. They went to H. 
HBCUs just to be able to dance on those types of teams because the um, PWIs, as, as they're called, don't have them. They, they didn't create a space for them. So while in theory you can kind of see where she wanted to go with it, right? you know, and, you know, applaud her for that, um, at the same token, if you're going to go in that direction and expand upon something, you need to stay authentic to the brand and to Correct. the culture. And um, she, she's rightfully receiving the backlash she should, so she needs to adjust. And the solution here would be to keep it true to what you're calling it. You know, call yeah. a thing a thing and act as such. So. Yeah, but the definitely the what is the word the research mm-hmm. she couldn't they couldn't have done the proper research because so, then they I don't think they would have pushed to call it majorettes they would have said you know maybe the drill the drill team dance troupe you so know was, what I'm saying because this, if you called it a drill team dance troupe you're still creating the space right and even if it was you you watched majorettes you know from the dancing dolls of southern to the orchises of gremlin to the whomevers of you know mississippi valley and jackson state and howard university if you watched all of them and be like i want to dance like that you're still not there so what you're missing is those pieces that you're not understanding that you gotta get by being there does that make sense? Yeah. Because you can't watch something. If you can't emulate everything, you're going to miss some pieces. And I, that's that's what the kids don't know how to explain. They're just mad and they're arguing and shit all online. <laughs> 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 they like, that is, you know, they don't know how to articulate it, you know, and break it down like we do. And so, you know, they they just arguing back and forth with each other. The kids that you know that went to PWIs, the young adults that went to PWIs, and the young adults that went to HBCUs, they're at each other's head about this, but they're not really getting down to the meat of the foundational principles. And it's like trying. I'm using this as an analogy. It's like looking. It's like watching black people, and you're not black, but you want to be. So you look at the surface and you emulate from the surface, but you're not going to have that soul because you're not. You would have to go in the community and grow up in that community to even have it. So you, there's going to be people that aren't truly, you know, you know, born uh, melanated, you know, are born black. It could be, your, you know, you, you've got some... Hispanic homies or some Asian homies or, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, our white homies that grew up cross street from you. Oh, man. Let me right? ask you this. <laughs> now, wouldn't they be different than somebody that didn't grow up in the community? <laughs> they would know everything because they right there in it, right? Right. <laughs> they know better to go to somebody else's hood and drop the N-word, but they, they right. be dropping the N-word amongst you know what I'm saying? The community yeah. they grew up in because they grew up around them, but they know better not to say it. Yeah. They would never go out and say it, even though they feel like they're part of the culture and they got the soul, you know? Right. So, is the person that started the group um, ethnic or no? Yeah, she black. 
Did she go to? Did she graduate from an HBCU on a majorette team? No, this young lady. They go to. They all go to USC. She goes to USC. I, I don't know anything else. Like I don't know what her background is. I didn't know if she went to. See, all these things play a part. Although we don't want to say it, it play a part. Did she go to a black school or a white school growing up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. High school. High school. Did she go to 90210? You know what I'm saying? Right. Or did she go to Crenshaw? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we, we right. got it. It, makes, it matters. Like, it matters. It totally matters. You make it sound like she watched an episode of Bring It on Lifetime. <laughs> yes. It, 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 and it, decided to start dancing. It's truly like Bring It On. It really is. And no, so, so she went from bring it to bring it on. <laughs> but hey, I, I commend these young ladies. Y'all get y'all dance on. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if y'all ain't got nothing for y'all to dance there, y'all dance. So, but the backlash is calling yourself majorettes. That's so, just it. So is she giving Diana or is she giving Gabrielle Union? <laughs> It's giving. Or is she giving? What was uh, what was uh the the girl's name, the blonde's name in the movie? Bring it off. Oh no, I'm oh. I'm a, I'm gonna give it from a I'm gonna give it from a forty year old auntie perspective. It's giving you watched the majorettes, but you you may not know none. You may not know oh. none personally that went to an HBCU. <laughs> you didn't get with them. You know what I'm saying? They didn't tell you the, the depth of how this stuff goes. You know, like the majorettes and them drum majors and the people in the band and them dancers at a HBCU. That's all they do and, and go to school. They don't do nothing else. They barely get to kick it with everybody else because they eat, sleep, and drink that stuff. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. eat, drink, and sleep band, drum major, and class. That's it. They get to come out and kick it a little bit, but they kick it with each other because they're together a lot. They be up at practice five, six o'clock in the morning. They come back to school before everybody else. Like it's a, it's a huge thing <laughs> for them to get out there and be great and do what they do with all that soul. You know, <laughs> you know, and even with that, you see them that the real steppers, and that's what I'm saying. It's no. kind of like, I guess people may kind of feel like it's watered down, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's like, okay, you're letting um, the other the culture, somebody else, come in again. You're letting them in to come in again mm-hmm. to something that already has a space. Culture fighting, you know? correct. But we all know wherever we are, even if we're at a PWI, we gonna be with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Period. You're always gonna have to create create a space when you go to somewhere where it's not predominantly us. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Period. People normally migrate to those. Normally migrate to those that they can relate to. Right. Right. So. Whew. Now, hey, let's go ahead and get into this topic <laughs> because we could go all day on what's going on around us, right? Absolutely. So I picked this because we really need to talk about it for real because there's so much going on in the world with what's deemed fashionable, you know, 
And that's and, all. No, how do you right and and how, how what kind of style you know you have? So hey, why not talk about fashion versus high fashion versus style? And who better to have on here and talk about this than a stylist (laughs) (laughs) that would be able to break down what each of those really mean and how there is a difference between the three. So, So, I guess I'll get right into it. Um, Yes. I'll start with fashion. Okay. Okay. Fashion is personal to you. It's what you say before you walk into a room. Um, I think fashion is, for me, elegance. But to you, it could be a name or it could be a look. Um, but, But fashion really is what you can put on a mannequin and make it look good, what you can put on almost the everyday person, but it takes the right person to have fashion and to wear the clothes and not necessarily wear the clothes, have the clothes wear you. Okay. And I think style is how you put it together. You have style if you can make pretty much anything work. I don't think you have to have uh, $5,000 or just shop at every designer name store to have style. You can go, you can mix and match Target, Walmart, Aldo, Macy's, you know, Tom Ford. You can mix and match. It, it, it's not tied to a number. It's how you put it together. Okay. And then high fashion. I think high fashion. When I think high fashion, I think couture. I think runway. I think out of the box. I think alien. I think for real. Um, sometimes, yay. Um, I see Brian Jafar. He's a stylist that I follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, something where it's not always matchy, but it, it works. It They can color block, you know, a green top, a silver boot um, with a, a black bottom and mm-hmm. how they accentuate it with the hair. So I think, you know, high fashion is how you put the complete look together and just serve like mm-hmm. it, it gives you Paris Milan you know it gives you New York it gives you Cali it gives you um, things you see on TV that the ordinary person couldn't just wear so okay. <laughs> don't ask me what I think is tacky because you know I, I really could get into that if you if you have the time <laughs> you know well, I give you a top three. You know, <laughs> I hate to see young men wear collar shirts with a necklace. Number one, like collar shirts do not go with necklaces in 2022. I don't know who made that a thing, but like, mm-hmm. stop it. Um, gilding or non-brand underwear. Okay. Just, just, just trash it. Cut it up. Go get you some. I'll even settle for Hanes. No starter, no champion, no gilding. Uh-huh. Polo, uh, Abercrombie, you know, they have three for 19. Upgrade your underwear. It'll, it'll make people feel better about you. And okay. number three, clean your shoes. Like, I think it says a lot about you and um, how you 
perceived, are perceived, or if you care about your perception. If your shoes are dirty, I don't think you, or some people will assume that you don't care. You know, okay. um, and I, I, those are the top three. I'll stop it there. <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to ask you this because I see this a lot more often. Not that it had, didn't exist before, but I see it a lot now with the name brands. And I'm not talking about Nike or, you know, Champs or Adidas. I'm talking about your Chanel's, your Gucci, your Louis Vuitton, your Balenciaga's, you know, your Valentino's, your Dolce Gabbana's, um, your Off-White's how people some and, and this what what it does it, it it puts an impression on the younger generation that doesn't know how to decipher from what high fashion is versus having on a expensive designer and so they will have on you know Say, for instance, like Biggie said, Gucci down to the socks, right? So Gucci they'll have down. Gucci down. They'll have on the Gucci hat, Gucci shirt, Gucci belt, Gucci shoes, Gucci purse. You know, everything Gucci. And look like, to who me, it, it can why? be. Right, right. <laughs> and look like who did it and why. Not across the board, not all the time. Because sometimes I have seen it where it does look good. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. have on, you know, those many items and, you know, those of, of the label. You know, if you have on a white t-shirt and then it has Gucci on it. Yeah. If you have on, you know, some regular, some jeans or whatever, and then your Gucci belt, you know, mm-hmm. and your Gucci purse and your Gucci wallet and your Gucci hat, your Gucci shoes. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But when you have, when it's got... The Gucci pants that said Gucci, 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 all over it, right? And then the shirt that got Gucci, 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 right? It's like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not giving high fashion to me in that in in that realm. It's giving too much, where it takes away from the. I don't know. It, it takes away from the, I'm not going to say validity, validity of it. It just, to me, it kind of tarnishes the vibe that you're trying to give. I don't know. Like it, it can be over the top. Like it could be too much. Like you're giving too much when you don't have to give too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it about looking good or is it about what you, who you got on? Does that make sense? It does, and I think it, it depends on the person. Um, mm-hmm. When you're buying designer, it's almost a level of flex or accomplishment. Okay. So, if you're the everyday person and you're buying designer, it's like, oh, yeah, I can wear that because I've seen this celebrity wear that, or I can afford this now because I'm in a certain tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And I think with celebrities, some of them get caught up in trying to serve a look. Mm-hmm. And I think because it costs more than, you know, some people's monthly salaries, you know, that, or monthly income, I should say, 
or annual salaries that it's necessarily considered high fashion because of the name alone. And I think when you see the Balenciagas, the Gucci Downs, the you know, it used to be Coogee Downs, but you know, Coogee. Coogee oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I feel like an old lady. I done mixed. I done did a remix. <laughs> However, I stayed Coogee. Coogee down to the sock. Why did I say Coogee? <laughs> Coogee. No, nah, because they, they don't wear Coogee anymore. But right. They I'm, might still wear it in Detroit. <laughs> they bet not. Hey, it be, but, it be cool. <laughs> it look good. You yeah. know, it's just like seeing FUBU or Fat Farm that look good, but you can't be caught dead in it right now, you know, right. in today. Um, but I think it, it, it really depends on the person and what they, they're going for. I know celebrities, you know, they want to give you that I can shit on you vibe or I've arrived, you know, so I have to let you know that everything I cost, I got on cost $20, I mean 20000 you know, this this wrist, this ice fifteen K, you know, my Audemars or my um Jacob, you know, my uh what is it, Philippe Patek um is you know a certain dollar amount so that makes it look good, you know. Um I think it was either Ye or Balenciaga that put a their name on the trash bag and it sold for nine fifty. Right. Know? And That's- and you know, to me, a trash bag is still a trash bag. If you're gonna make it look good, you can make it look good for you know, three fifty. And I think people are confusing high fashion with brand name and thinking that the two are synonymous, and they aren't. You know, um, when you see these people on the runway, I've seen some shit that I just I think should have stayed on the drawing board. But then others, you're like. I can see why they charged it. Or they put a lot of time and thought and intricacy into the design and the material and the sourcing of the fabric and the actual model that wore it. So you kind of respect the name more when you see the content of what they put on those catwalks. Mm-hmm. But then when you see, and I, I just hate to name drop because you might be bumping elbows with these people, but fuck it. Lil Uzi Vert. You know, he'll have on, you know, Balenciaga head down looking a fucking mess. JT wouldn't agree, but um, he looks a mess. And it's like, if you had a stylist picking out your clothes versus you picking out your clothes, you know, and it's not even a plug, I think, you know, it will flow a lot better than, because, you know, yeah, it's going to get, you know, the auto likes or, the bandwagon fans, um, but is it really respected at the fashion table, you know, with the um, executive directors or um, the head of, you know, Vera Wang or your Mark Jacobs or, you know, your Fendi? You know, I don't think labels, you know, depending on the right context, necessarily justify what is fashion or even high fashion. You know, I don't think it necessarily depends on the dollar. It's it's more so about the aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. Well, with him, like, I really don't know. I mean, I know who he is, but I don't know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To, like, to really recognize or look at, you know, what he has on, but you made him, you know, an example. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that he's very... He has his own style, right? right? He has his own style. He had his. He's got his own look. So, 
for me, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fashionista. I just, <laughs> I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stylish. I, I'm stylish to my own style for myself. You know, you can put it together. Yeah, I, yeah. but I put it together to my liking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For not the world, not right. anybody else, and according to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. No, really and truly. It's always about the event and the occasion, right? You no. Know. You know, I mean, if I'm out and about running errands, you know, I'm going to have on my fly sweatsuit or my fly T-shirt, you know, and my shoes to my liking. You know what I mean? You know, Jasmine Sullivan said, I got to stay on. <laughs> I got to stay on. <laughs> you know, so, you know, he may feel that way. He might be like, okay, I got bread. All right. I want this Balenciaga and I'm putting it on no matter what it look like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could, he could, he could, he could, he could be thinking like that. You know, it's like some people feel like you shouldn't. Well, before it was, you know, back in the day. I always got to say back in the day because <laughs> a lot of the stuff, I, things have changed. So it's like, okay, we doing that now. You know, we we mixing we mixing designers. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. Wear, we could yeah. wear Chanel with match designer, right? Because that used to be a no no. It you was know? a no-no. Right. They'll tell you in a minute, I know you ain't got no Nikes on with that Adidas. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So, right. you know, like, oh, I know you don't, you know? You be like, and, yes, I do. And it's but, evolved into now what looks good. You know, what looks correct. good for you or what feels good, but usually what looks good or is pleasing to the eye. Right. Because I can tell you, the first, the first time I saw this, I'm going to tell you this funny joke. It's really funny. You know, but I'm not, No, it ain't no shade, it ain't no slight. Mm-hmm. So I was at a brunch and um, Deion Sanders' first wife was there, okay? Mm-hmm. And she had on every brand in her closet, okay? <laughs> and we was dying, okay? We was dying laughing, like on the cool. You know what I'm saying? Because we mm-hmm. had never seen this. And this was like 2010. 20, 20, 2009 or 2010, something mm. like that. <clears throat> this was, they was already divorced. She was already with somebody else. And we was at a brunch, like a house, at br- a house brunch. Mm. And she walked in, she had on everything. She had on DKNY. She had on. <laughs> Did she look good? <laughs> Not to us. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, did we? Hey, Carolyn, cool. You know what I'm saying? She cool uh-huh. as a fan. You know, but baby, that day she had on every designer. From the belt was different, from the shoes to the pants. It was like she had on all her designer in one fit, and. That was the first time I had seen that. And of course, because we weren't used to seeing it, I was like, we was like, mm-mm. You know? Because uh-huh. that was foreign. Because it was cool, you know, wasn't cool. But now, it's like, it's okay to even mix designers. And so, when I look at the world today, me, personally, um, from, my, from my perspective... It's just like everybody can do whatever they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is what true. it is. If even if somebody want to wear FUBU, if you rocking it, I don't <laughs> care. Like you rocking it, right. rock that, rock, rock it. Cause, it. 
I'm that type of individual. I wore some British nights a couple of years ago. People's looking at me like you went, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They look they like, like you rocking them though. It looked good. Thank you with your whole little fit. Because it did. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little uh I, I ain't gonna say bougie, but I wouldn't really call it bougie because like <laughs> I believe you don't have to have a label to be mm-hmm. fashionable, but I will not wear knockoffs. Like okay. I will not like USPA versus Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. Like that was a thing we got clowned on. Like you could not wear USBA. Oh, you can't afford a real polo. Um, and so I was like, traumatized, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like certain things. It's like I won't wear like a fake uh, Jordan. You know, okay. I, I did it before, got called out on it, would never do it again. I was uh-huh. like, mortified. So I learned my lesson in high school with that. Like, you just. Don't do it. Go with the unknown brand versus an op, like a cheap knockoff. Mm-hmm. You know, don't fake it. You know, um, sometimes like I know some people can buy the Louis luggage and it looks real. Okay, like if if it looks that real, go ahead and do it. You know, mm-hmm. one day you might be able to. Hell, I would. You know, if that was the case, because I know the bags go for five thousand thirty nine hundred. And I've owned a eleven hundred and fifty dollar Louis backpack, mm-hmm. but I couldn't fathom just wasting my money on luggage because of the brand name, like mm-hmm. that. Um, simply because I've seen and experienced what the airport, you know, does to <laughs> your luggage. I'm like, y'all broke my wheels and stuff, <laughs> my bag, and they be like, throwing it. You're right. Yeah, this is Louis. Like you got to treat it as such. So. You know, it's certain, it's levels to it, you know? It's levels, yes. (laughs) For sure. You know, like, I mean, you know, uh, E-40 said in one of his songs, you know, why are you going to buy an $80,000 car before you buy a house? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you have the money, then Mm -hmm. you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you got a whole Louis luggage set. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Uh, overnight right. bag, garment bag, makeup bag, do you. You know, you know what I'm saying? It, it makes you feel good, do you. Like, at the end of the day, fuck opinions, you have to go to sleep with you at night. Like, do what feels good to you. You might right. can't call it high fashion or style, but your style is unique to you. I would call it style, you know. Um, but... It might be to somebody else. It's subjective. And it's like you're supposed to always. There you go. It's subjective. Do, yes. It's, yes. It, it is. And I think when you identify what your style is and you are true to it, and not just throwing shit on, but if you actually give it an effort, I think it'll resonate. Like when I see you, you always put together. You always put together. <laughs> like, and when I see, like, my brother, for example. You know, I don't give a damn. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, I, I, my ex, he only cleaned up for occasions and I never heard anything. I'm like, you don't have a, a routine. Like, it, it doesn't make you feel like I'm the shit when I clean up. Like, mm-hmm. I think for me, the reason why I got into styling, um, I like what it did for people's energies. Like, um, you can change somebody's um, confidence 
um, how they see themselves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, not extreme makeover, but maybe. Like, and especially, like, for me, I, I translated styling into pictures. So a styling shoot was a perfect combo. And I've had clients cry before because they didn't know that they could look a certain way because they'd never been told or never took a leap or anything and that's worth more than money you know sometimes you know for me I don't take every gig I take the ones that feel authentic to me the ones mm-hmm. that I want to do um, because it's not about money I don't know if if it's because it's not my bread and butter, it may change. <laughs> but I, I, I'm very selective about, you know, on which clients and projects that I take on. And for the styling, especially, I, that's like one of my babies because I love how people feel afterwards. You know, when they got on the clothes, they feel like I'm that bitch. I'm that I'm trying to move, move the culture. But I'm right. that I'm that, that boss ass dude or something. You know, right, what I'm right. Like, so um it's like I like that church. I don't wanna go dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it does something for me. And like if I did an outreach, um, which I plan to do at, at some point, um, without a village photography. Well, Southern Velvet Photography and mm-hmm. then the Southern Velvet um, Designing, because I'm going to get into designing, but my outreach program would be to, of course, serve the underprivileged community, um, but young Black men um, would be my focus, um, and my workshop would include career readiness, resume building, um, and, and classes on etiquette to teach young black men how to go in and how to be seen and perceived a certain way. Um, I would give tips on, you know, not sagging because, you know, that's reminiscent of jail, you know, Um, and it won't land you a job or to make people see you or look at you a certain way. And I think that most young men um, in 2022 or this generation aren't really told, you know, how to carry themselves or how to behave. And so my, um, I wouldn't say charity, but my, my way to give back would be to, um, give those resumes, um, would be to accept donations for, Okay. I'm sorry to accept donations for like um, interview clothing um, to get them ready. You know, to just what is that? Your phone going off in the background? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious! Hey, but that's that's the, that's the amazing things of of you know having a podcast. These type of things go don't go on in the background. I am weak, but yes. We are just so excited with what Styled and Velvet has going on and what he's going to do and give back. You know, that is, that's amazing to hear. You know, we need right. more people like that. Um, they're, they're out there. We just need to make awareness of it, you know, that it is out there. It's just all about awareness. You know, I, I always tell 
my cousin, the intellectual correspondent, because we talk about all type of things and we talk about being and thinking outside the box. And, you know, uh, sometimes we have heated discussions and, you know, we're not on the same page. But that's the thing. The thing is to get on it for an understanding, you know, because no two people are exactly the same. No two people see things the same. No two people have the same experiences, right? And so, you know, you open up and, and the art of storytelling and the art of of your testimony in your life, you know, however you want to put it, if you want to put it in the spiritual realm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Your story, your testimony is going to help someone else. Your journey, your testimony is going to help someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's, that's, that's really what a lot of it is about, you know, because briefly, you know, in the last podcast that I had with her, and I'm just saying this so because what you're saying is good. Somebody's going to hear this. You know, we're going to give you information so they can contact you. You know what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. be able to hear it. I don't care if it's two people, five people, or whatever. That's what it's about, you know, mm-hmm. to reach each one, teach one, reach one. So, you know, I we, we know this. This is happens because it's happened in the environments that you were in. It's happened in the environments, you know, that I've, I'm in and all the different arms that I've, you know, I have all the many different hats that you wear, the many different hats that mm-hmm. I wear. It has helped somebody. Not because we didn't say nothing and kept it to ourselves and kept right. it pushing. No, it's because, okay, I'm going to allow the pieces of me my journey and experience. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to utilize it because it's going to help somebody else because somebody else did that, you know, mm-hmm. and it helped us. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. And so, you know, it's it's great for you, you know, to to want to do that and, and see your vision in that realm, you know, your vision of style, how it's helping mm-hmm. people, your vision of styling, your photography, you know, your art, your, your business savviness, you know, you're putting it all together in one and that's just amazing. And I'm just so proud of you and I'm going to support you. I'm going to sign up, you know what I'm saying? To get my <laughs> pictures taken, to be styled by Velvet, you know? Mm-hmm. Because even me, you know, you might say I'm, you see me and I'm put together, but sometimes I just be chilling, you know? Like mm-hmm. I had a phase in my life where it was, you know, it was heels. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, I was, you know, always like done, done up. Mm-hmm. I got tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got tired. And then I got in a phase, you know, of being tired. And I'm like, okay, girl, get yourself back together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. just, you know, don't just be, I don't care, you know, because right. you don't look like you don't care. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. not about what anybody else thinks. It, it's about how you feel. And then yes. what are you doing? You know? And then yes. what are you doing? You know, what 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 line of businesses are you in? You know, how do you need to show up? Right. You know, and that's where, you know, to to get certain people to understand whether they're older than you, whether they're younger than you, it's like, okay, yes, be you for sure. We're not trying to tell you to do anything to please the next person. It's just, but if you're going to show up for an interview, come on now. You need to look a certain way to get hired. You know, you just don't come looking raggedy or you don't come in your, 
in your in your purple suit from Easter. No, you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? You come you, you dress for the occasion. Come dress for success you know, and the occasion. And you know, I am all about YOLO. You only have one life to live. Mm-hmm. Why not look and feel your best? You're not gonna look this good forever. So yes. it's like look good while you still got it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> For sure. So looking when you look good, you feel good, and it'll it'll translate. Yes. For so. sure. You know, and 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 glowing from the inside, inside. out. <laughs> because yes. again, you can you can look like a bag of money on the outside and be toe up you on can. the inside. But when it's reversed, mm-hmm. The you the, mm-hmm. the clothes ain't wearing you. You wearing, you wearing clothes. clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you could have on a Tarjay button up, or you could have on a Tarjay dress. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With your with your red bottoms, right? right. You can have on. <laughs> you can have on. You know mm-hmm. your Tom Ford. As long as it looks good. Right. As long as it looks good. Like if we can be put together. Put together. You, know, you might have on a JC penny button up. Right? Hey. But you got it you got it combined with, you know, your 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 Valentinos. You know? Now I can go on Target your... and find you a good outfit for under <laughs> and, and you might have on some gators. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. just all in how it's put together your mm-hmm. style, you know, and yeah. so you you can mix and match like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, please, hey, nobody's telling anybody what to do, right? But just nah. know that just because you got on, I done, I done messed up and said Gucci, Gucci, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying down to uh-huh. the socks because again. You just got to know the difference because these people, some of them are just throwing anything on anything and selling it to you and taking your money. So they got, they got these, I've seen Gucci tennis shoes that look like pro wings. You know what I'm saying? They just Mm -hmm. put Gucci on them. I said, I would not. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. Them look like, them look like pro wings from 19... uh, 89. You know what I'm saying? And they really are. I really truly think they are. And the one more thing, and the and the and the rain boots. Now, I see everybody got the rain boots now. They did try to, to floss them up a little bit, but those are rain boots. But you don't put whoever you don't put on there, whoever is by Prada, Balenciaga, whatever, but that's a rain boot. And you want to charge that much for a rain boot, it don't doesn't look better just because it's Balenciaga to me. You know what I'm saying? It don't look better. It's still a rain boot. I'd rather just have the rain boot on if I'm going to wear a rain boot. Did you see that challenge on Instagram where they were taking Payless items and putting brand names on them and people were paying for them? I saw the the whole news article. uh, I mean, the whole news clip on it. They opened up a store. Right, they opened up a store. Took the Payless shoe store products mm-hmm. and sold them as if they were um, designer, you know, high fashion <laughs> items. And the people bought it. You know what I'm saying? So it was all propaganda. Yes. You bought, you know, a $30 shoe for $600 just because somebody told you 
that it was high fashion or designer brand. And it really wasn't. So that's it. This is really a thing. It's, it's really thing. happening now. It's really happening because I see some of the stuff and I'd be like that. No. I think we're all guilty of it because I bought some Birkenstock sandals and they hurt my feet to walk in. <laughs> mm-hmm. But my cousin got some for $35 and I paid 110 because I thought maybe these will last longer. But they look, <laughs> they look as flimsy as the $35 ones. So <laughs> it just yeah. goes to show you, you know, fashion is not tied to, shouldn't be tied to a number anyway. It's been off the Right, right. But, you know, good quality for sure. Right. You know, there is a difference between cheap quality and good quality. You know, so I I totally believe in, you know, if you're going to buy something of good quality, go for it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. But just buying it, right, just buying it just because it's designer, that don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? That just means you want to pay a whole lot of money sometimes, and it might look like boo-boo. To you know? flex. Just to flex. To flex. On to who? Flex. Who, who, who you flexing on? Right. Somebody that said you was broke back in when you was right. uh, in high school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, that, who that are you flexing on? Somebody who said you couldn't dress? Man, right. forget them people. Forget them people <laughs> that didn't like you in junior high school and high school from your neighborhood or whoever it was. Right. The girl that didn't <laughs> like you, the boy that didn't like you. So what? The Man. teacher that says you wouldn't amount. Forget her too. Forget <laughs> him too. You don't need to flex on them. Prove to yourself. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing to prove to nobody else. Live your Period. life. <laughs> right. If they see you, they see you. Give them dust. That's what yeah. I do. I I, I got I got awards for giving dust. You know what I'm saying? I've always given dust. It's not something I just learned. My mama taught me how to give dust. You know, Mm. you know, my dad taught me how to give dust. Why? Because they had to give them dust. You know what I'm saying? This something that it, it, it you just hey these are things you have to do. Because it's always going to be somebody who say whatever they got to say. So you don't worry about what nobody got to say. You know? No, that's But you, you definitely, definitely, you don't stand up and to be ten toes down to what you believe in, though. You know? Don't let nobody water you down from your true authenticity. But mm-hmm. proving, <laughs> proving, no. Just be. Just be. So your style, just be. If you don't know how to put stuff together, but you want to be stylish, I got somebody you can call. (laughs) (laughs) Styled in velvet. If you want to get classes, if you want to know, you know what I'm saying, about more fashion or high fashion, I got somebody you can call. DM me, email me, text me. (laughs) Yeah, styled in velvet. Velvet. Veils. (laughs) <laughs> Tell them how to get in contact with you. Give them all your social media hat, your your handle, so they can reach out to you and follow you, and you know get get some some tips or whatever they need, or book you for a session, uh, coaching session, consultation, or even photography. Tell them where to find you. 
So I will give tips, style tips, um, photography, fashion through my Instagram DM. Feel free to email me. Um, if you need a consultation that's not on the text, <laughs> we charge for that. <laughs> but um, it's out and building on all platforms. And I'm usually responsible. If you don't follow me, you probably have to follow me to DM me. Um, but you could always hit me on Messenger or a text, and I'll respond usually within 24 to 48 hours. Um, but yeah, like hit me up. I, I got what you need. And as Jackie said, I am the go-to person. <laughs> I'm oatmeal on this. I'm oatmeal, okay? It's I'm all good. My, my bad, oatmeal brown. <laughs> so spell styled in velvet so they'll know how to find you on Instagram. So it's S T Y L E D I N V E L V E T. So just like it sounds, styled in velvet. Um, that's my personal page, but my business page is styled in velvet photography. So okay. um, I also have a website, um, styledinvelvet.com. So you can book through there. Um, you can also um, check out the gallery and see the blog and what's happening. All right. Well, Vels, give me, I'm sorry, did you even break down <laughs> where your name came from? So, funny story is um, my grandfather's best friend, uh, Velvet Rogers, was mm -hmm. scheduled to go to the Vietnam War and not expected to come back. So, they named my father after my dad's best friend. And so he actually survived the Vietnam War. And I met him in 2015, and I think he died in 2017. So okay. I met my namesake, the original Velvet. And so before there was ever a Velvet Shoemaker or Velvet Shoemaker Jr., there was Velvet Rogers. Okay. Cool story. <laughs> we got a little insight. Y'all got a little insight on Velvet, styled in Velvet, Velvet, Mr. Shoemaker. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for being a special guest on Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. You can come back at any time mm -hmm. you thank want to. Thank you so to. much for having me. This was you fun. are very <laughs> welcome. You are very welcome. And uh, y'all be sure that y'all reach out to Velvet, follow them on Instagram, styled in velvet. Listen to this podcast. Share this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We drop gems per usual and as usual. And, you know, always look at things out the box, you know? And, out and you know, Velvet has shook up some drinks over there. The dog done barked the phone. Everything. We keep it 100 <laughs> on out the box with Oatmeal Brown. So, until next time, like I always say, protect your peace, you know, be a light and love. And we're out of here. Bye. Peace. <laughs>